Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 31st uh, Yusef Shaheen podcast. Uh, today, we're very lucky to have Hussein, uh, uh, a, a follower of the podcast, who uh, I hope will enlighten us uh, a little bit more than uh, uh, we've been able to provide so far on uh, Dawn of a New Day. So we are revisiting this, I think, truly great film uh, of uh, Youssef Shaheen's. I think uh, in our previous podcast, one of the things that we were missing, well, perhaps many, we're missing many things, but one of the things that we're missing is just a lack of knowledge in relation to Egyptian history and Egyptian film culture and actually knowing enough about who these actors were and what they represent. Uh, so, so I'm hoping that Hussein will be able to to enlighten us on many of these uh, topics. So, Hussein, how did you come across the film, and what is your view of it? Okay, first uh, I want to start off by thanking you, Jose, for uh, for the episodes. Uh, I was I've been in lockdown and uh, with a broken foot, so uh, discovering your episodes uh, have uh, have really helped me pass the time. Um, yeah, <laughs> so, um, so you know, growing up in Egypt, uh, the way I did, uh, you'd be living under a rock if you if you've never heard of Yusuf Shaheen, and especially growing up in the nineties when he was still living and making his films, uh, everybody knows Shaheen in Egypt, and and the 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 reaction about Shaheen in Egypt is one of two things, either you completely venerate the guy, you love him, or you just think that he's an overcomplicated guy who makes movies that nobody can understand. And for me, I'm growing up, I mean, as an Egyptian kid growing in the, in the, up in the 90s, like, you must have seen Saladin. I mean, Saladin is just this part of the, the pop culture, even if you don't know that Shaheen did it, which I actually, I, I, I did not know that it was a Shaheen film, except very, very much later. So that's about it. I, I, I've never really gave that much thought to Shaheen. I knew, I knew he was an actor, he was a, a director, who made some controversial films. I, I have seen a little bit of Alexandria Y, uh, some, some scenes from it, but that, that's about it. So it all happened in April 2020, last year, when I was uh, spending a whole night at work. And then uh, uh, every, every now and then at, at my work, we have, I have to spend like an entire night uh, in office. So I was doing nothing about like maybe 2, two or 3 a.m. and uh, I had joined this uh, local streaming service and then I find uh, a number of remastered uh, Egyptian films and I'm, I'm just browsing through them and I can see like Alexandria Y, uh, Saladin, uh, blah, blah, I have, oh, I know all these. And then I come upon like Dawn of a New Day, which is a movie that I have never heard before, never heard about before. Mm. So it really intrigues me and I just click on it and I start watching and I'm just amazed because the way the movie is made and uh, the way it is filmed the the actors the 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 even the quality of of the the restoration uh, i mean you've seen the copy the quality of the restoration is just stellar so it really tells you that the original with which they worked of must have probably been very good and then and then the 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 filming from the from from the air and the filming these areas in downtown cairo which i know very well because that's that's where i worked and that's where i grew up and and everything, so it, it, it was very nostalgic, and uh, the, the actress, Sana Gamil, also, uh, the scenes in, 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 in the tower, and so, and, and I just, I was just amazed, like, why isn't, why has never anybody talked about this movie before? Because I've never heard Shaheen talk about it in the, in the, in the, in the many interviews. I've never heard anybody talking about Shaheen talk about it, and 
it's yeah. it's like as if it's completely forgotten from 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 Shaheen's memory. When I really think it's it's probably one of his best, if not the best. Uh, I mean, it, you can see it. It mm. it the guy is at his full power. He's using the camera right. His 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 using colors right. He's using music right. Uh, I mean, just compare. I mean, I I like that you are going to start watching other movies. And just compare other movies from the 60s, other Egyptian movies from the 60s, to Dawn of a New Day, which was made in 1964, and you'll just understand what I'm talking about. This is a completely different level, and I think that's that's what really sets Shaheen apart. So for me, the the, the, the film was uh, was a really uh, nice discovery, and I uh, and then I decided to to do the subtitles because I realized that there 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 are no English subtitles and. This is a film that really deserves to be seen. So uh, thanks to COVID-19 lockdown, I, I spent like a couple of months doing uh, the subtitles, which, uh, which you must thank me for because that's how, oh because that's how you saw it. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay, well, I mean, I, I didn't fully understand that. So, you know, kind of my thanks are, are, are tripled, really, because, uh, you know, it's been such a privilege to see. Uh, so thank you very much for making it possible, actually. Um, it's quite, it's, I think it's quite incredible. It's quite an incredible film. I don't think it's just a question of putting it into the context of other Egyptian cinema. I think for me, I, I've now seen it, I think this is the third time, and it gets better each time. Mm-hmm. So while yeah. still, I think, um, you know, there are things that I feel that I as a foreigner really don't understand and, you know, that I would like you to, 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 help me understand if you can yes absolutely. so um i mean we're dealing with a married couple right it's hamada and naila i believe yeah mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Uh, and Ham- hamada is played by yusef shaheen himself and there's an indication in the film that these people belong to a different world and a different class that is now gone you know there they were obviously one I imagine uh, something like an aristocrat and the other one, a nouveau, very rich person who's now lost his money. So, you know, there's an indication in this film that they belong to something else and that, you know, the student who she falls in love with, Tarek, is part of a new Egypt that is about, you know, science and, you know, in touch with Germany and, you know, nuclear physics and, yeah, that kind of... You know, the new Egypt is rational and more secular and less class bound. Am I right in thinking that? Or, yes, yes. You know, so, what is the context yeah, for that? Yeah, so th- this, this is the story of, of a lost generation in Egypt, really. Uh, this generation that uh, fell out of privilege after 1952 when um, the monarchy was abolished and um, the republic was declared in 1954. And uh, part of why I like this movie is because this lost generation throughout Egypt's history, at, I mean, at least in the 60s and throughout the 50s and the 60s, they were uh, uh, disparaged, this generation, as as, as being labeled as um, uh, decadent aristocrats, uh, uh, like, m- supporters of the monarch, all you like it. I mean, you know how it, how it is when, when, when you have a revolution that, uh, that just abolishes a monarchy, and, which is quite not accurate and i i really like how shaheen really um, 
displayed this this generation and and the way they they were feeling completely lost because they they lost everything i mean they they just uh, woke up the next morning in a totally different uh, country uh, which they they just can't uh, can't belong to obviously because they they they're not welcome to actually um, and 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 many of them uh, left egypt at the time the ones who could and i liked very much how michael actually mentioned one point which which never really crossed my mind but which is uh, quite accurate is that nationalization came on um, uh, on a twofold was a twofold process so it first started with the land with the, the landed gentry and uh, the, the the land was confiscated and that's probably when Nyla's father lost his his fortune and Nyla's family lost her fortune and then later on in 1961 the the so-called uh, uh, July socialist uh, decisions uh, where everything else was nationalized. If you if you own a company, if you own a newspaper, everything was was nationalized for 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 good or for bad. Um, so and that's obviously where Hamada, the the husband Shaheen himself, lost lost his money. And uh, uh, so so this is the story of that. And then there is the the as opposed to that, the, there is the new generation which is symbolized by Tariq, who is the student, and who actually I think um, part of him because you know how. You probably know by now how Shaheen likes to put a part of himself in in all the films. I think Tar, in his naiveness and his 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 support for what's happening and uh, his his uh, belief in a in a in a new in in the dawn of a new day in Egypt. Part of it is what Shaheen was at the time, because uh, just before that film, Shaheen did Saladin, uh, Saladin, and Saladin uh, was obviously a piece of, I, I mean just not to disparage the, the, the quality of the product, but part of it, of course, was uh, propaganda for President Nasser and uh, the entire uh, new uh, regime that was that was being implemented at the time. And uh, Shaheen himself was, was an avid supporter of, of the revolution uh, of 1952. Uh, of course, a little bit later on, he would be disillusioned and he will uh, self, uh, self-exile himself to Lebanon. And then to Spain, but at that point in 1964, Shaheen was, I think, part of him was in that uh, student, uh, just believing in in the future of the country. And then you see it uh, uh, very obvious that the lady is she just she has no place in society. She she can't find anything to do. And then the story happens the way uh, the way you've seen it. So I think, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. the character of. Uh, Nyla is very complicated though because you know on the one hand she's very dissatisfied she reminds me very much of you know those bored self-destructive high you know high-class people that you see in the cinema of Antonioni and La Dolce Vita people who just go to from party to party purposelessly on the other hand you get she tells you that she wanted a child having a child was her project in life and she was denied a child by her husband. And then when she falls in love with a young man, she's always insisting on her status, right? So there are those scenes where she goes to work in the newspaper and she's got no consciousness whatsoever yeah. of work and what people do at work. And Absolutely. Yeah, ridiculous. Like. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, but, but actually it's quite believable. I mean, you know, I I I wouldn't say that I know people like that, but people like that are familiar to me. Uh, and then there's also, you know, the complete 
carelessness and callousness over paying the servants' wages, even when she's been told that um, a, a, young, a young boy's life depends on getting a particular kind of medicine that can't be bought without the payment of wages that are owed. I mean, I found uh, you, you later hear that she had pleaded with the husband every day to pay those wages. But, you know, the brother points out she could have done more and she could have done more. I mean, there's a life at stake and it's almost like this carelessness of, of, of those lives. Right. So it's a very complicated character. On the one hand, she's the victim of her circumstances. On the other hand, she's someone who really doesn't have a clue as to how things work outside of her own very particular class. That yes fair? yeah yes absolutely absolutely and i think the 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 actor uh, sana gamil who, who who was cast for the role i think um she herself comes from an aristocratic background so i think that pretty much helped her in doing in um, in doing the role because uh, first um, it was fatan hamama who was supposed to do to do this uh, this role uh, you know she's the lady from uh, blazing sun and uh, yes and dark yes, waters. Wonderful. Yes, yeah. and I think I think she wouldn't have, she wouldn't have done this particular film as good as Sana Gamil has done, because she has the, the, her 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 um, her voice tone, uh, her complexion, the way she looks, the way she acts. I mean, she she's she's a perfect fit for the the character that she's playing, and uh, uh, and and. What you said about her being uh, careless, uh, yeah, absolutely, and I think that's part of of what Shaheen was trying to 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 convey here is that yes. is that this this generation was just careless, and and yes. and that's that's what that's why the nineteen fifty two revolution happened, and uh, and uh, you guys uh, dwelled too much on on the the part of uh, her leaving the child behind at the tower, and and that uh-huh. that was the thing that 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 really um, caught my attention, and I kept when I first saw the film and I kept on thinking about this many, many times over and over again because she obviously know, knew that she was not coming back but she just decided to leave him there. Even though she, yes, she, took, him, well, she took him out of the orphanage uh, uh, promising yes. to, to bring him back uh, before sunset but she, she, she never did that and that, that, that really tells you something about, about uh, how careless... I mean, she, she grew up doing nothing uh, no, having no responsibility at all in life, and uh, thinking that uh, she can uh, run an entire country when, uh, uh, when when she failed at her first day in work, and then uh, she went to 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 the student to Tariq at, uh, in that uh, hut where he lives, and, and then he just trying to to convince her that she needs some time to adapt to work, and she she's not convinced. She thinks that she can she can do everything when. Uh, Obviously, she can't do anything. So, and and, and, and yes. the character of the brother is also interesting because that's that's the brother who had a, 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 an aristocratic upbringing, but he's completely uh-huh. bought in on on the ideas, the socialist ideas of the revolution and the, the socialist charter. And the charter that he keeps uh, that he keeps referring to is actually the socialist of the uh, the, uh, the, the 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 charter of the Arab Socialist Union. Which was a big thing at the time. It was a sort of a, a like a constitution, like the de facto constitution of Egypt, and in it, uh, it was laid the, the the basic principles of the new socialist country that uh, that was being built, and um, and it's obvious that the guy has completely transformed from uh, 
somebody with an aristocratic upbringing to somebody who's completely who has completely bought into the the the, the new regime and his uh, completely uh, um, frustrated by the way his his boss acts uh, so and which was quite quite interesting because uh, uh, in reality at that time you wouldn't find you'd never find uh, uh, an editor in chief who would refuse uh, an article about the, the the charter of the of the Arab Socialist Union? <laughs> that that just that that would be just unimaginable, but um, but but obviously the the editor in chief is part of also the old like the old money the old aristocracy. So uh, mm. it's quite obvious that his um, his not completely his heart is not completely there. Uh, some some of the like small things when you've have you've seen the the, the movie for three times three times now I I've seen it for maybe maybe ten times or something or fifteen times so every time every time uh, you, you see it you can just like notice small things there and and at the very beginning of the movie you can see this uh, very uh, odd song sung by the the kids uh-huh. it's uh, <laughs> very dark and depressing yes <laughs> and and it's I I, I was actually thinking of starting our podcast with <laughs> it's, it's 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 just amazing how this the, the, the lyrics of the song it it, it basically uh, it basically tells it's the kids telling about how they're so lucky that these ladies have found them and have given them shelter and and the, the music is, is just so sad and dark and it's uh, it really sets sets the atmosphere for for um, for the whole class with Shaheen wants to uh, to talk about yeah. here because uh, f- obviously for them this is just this whole charity work is just for the looks of it not uh, not really for for yeah for, yeah for the dress yeah and say. then you see and then you see one one uh, like uh, one of the scenes that i really like uh, in, in this first scene at at the gala dinner is when uh, there is this lady wearing black who goes and asks asks her for uh, um, uh, how much is a bottle of coke and then she tells her 20 piastres. And then you can see the lady looking back at her husband, who's wearing a military uniform. And then the husband, like, saying, no, this is too much. And then they're going. And then the other lady saying, like, where do these people come from? Like, it's, it's like this whole divide between the, the, the old and the new. And, and you can even see it in the way the, the lady in, in black is dressed. She's dressed, like, completely in black not glamorous, uh, completely opposite to the other ladies who were wearing the, the, the best uh, of their wardrobes. So that was one of the very interesting uh, uh, scenes, which, uh, I mean, in Shaheen movies, you'll always find uh, little small Easter eggs here and there. Uh, you might find that uh-huh. if, you're not, uh, if you're not Egyptian and you don't know the uh, social context, you might not be able to, to pick them up. But his, his, all his films are filled with these um, small nods and uh, easter eggs i would call them and uh, i mean tell me yeah t- tell me some more so what other easter eggy type things do you find in dawn of a new day uh, in dawn of a new day I, I i really don't recall right now uh, yeah but there's example the the in the scene where she's uh, after she has she's had the fight with uh, with hamada and then she uh, she just uh, go wanders around uh, in the middle of the night and i think that this is one of the my favorite scenes in the in the film and then she's passing by a cinema and then there is a huge neon sign in arabic and 
uh, you actually had it in in your uh, in your entry uh, uh, on the web page uh, and I, uh-huh. I I thought that that was one of the things that that's gonna stop you and you're gonna wonder what what is written there uh, but you didn't so I was surprised so no we, yeah we so it's actually <laughs> it's actually Luke yeah. Halpin that's the uh, so obviously uh, she's passing uh, uh, in front of a cinema which plays is playing a movie for Luke Halpin the the uh, the American guy uh, so it again this is a part of uh, Shaheen uh, a nod to Shaheen's fascination with American with Hollywood and with uh, American American filmmaking there is also the the, the 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 scene at the tower which I think is uh, for me the scene at the tower is probably the best in the entire film and um, filming at uh, at the tower back at the time so the tower was still new with uh, the, the, there's quite a funny story to how this tower was built uh, by money taken from the CIA, actually, uh, but we can talk. We oh, can... really? Tell, tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> no, so so so. Because, you know, we knew, we knew the tower had to be important, right? Because you know, actually, you're told it's the highest building built in concrete in the world. Yes. I think the yes. film says. So you know it's important, but also you know that it's meant to signify more than you are able to to bring to it. So. So what does the tower? So so the tower. Uh, the story goes, and I think it's it's quite accurate, uh, um, is that uh, uh, when Nasser first came to power after nineteen fifty two, the Americans were drift or the 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 different. How do you say? It? So the Americans were were still thinking that he can be their man, in the in in the region. Uh-huh. So the, the the story goes is that they gave him money. Uh, like cash money, uh, just under the table, um, like uh, yeah, some sort of a bribe, yeah. Which to do something, I can't really. I I'll I'll check it out and and after we finish and give you the exact story. So what happened is that he took the money and instead of doing whatever they wanted him to do, he just used it to uh, finance the tower, and uh, um, so it was quite a, a an interesting and it was quite a story back then and uh, that. Uh, that they actually called it, uh, the Americans used to call it Nasser's prick. So... <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then it symbolized. So, so the tower at the time symbolized the new Egypt being the, 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 the tallest concrete structure in the world and the, the, where you can go up. And, the, and, and there, were, there were songs made for the tower and it's, 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 it was quite a, an achievement at the time. And so filming at the tower was was quite symbolic because, because this is how the 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 young guy Tare is showing the old woman from the old regime, showing him the mar- showing her the, the the marvels of the new regime and the the, the new Egypt that uh, that they are building and and I also like very much before just before they go there, uh, when he tells her uh, when she tells him there's nothing to do. I, I have a lot of time and I can't find anything to do. And then he, tell, he tells her, have you been there before? So she tells him, oh, what's that? That's the, the, the telephone pole or something. Then he says, no, this is the, the, this is the tower that we built. And then she says, like, uh, who are you? Uh, she, we, the Egyptians. Ah, so uh, that's your Turifel. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. So I remember that. Yeah. So uh, so so and then the filming at uh, how he used the camera and and uh, in, in filming that scene going up uh, the stairs. Uh, it's quite. I mean, it's it's just quite amazing because because I've been there. I mean, of course you can you can understand 
for somebody who's been there, who's lived in these places since his childhood, been, grew up in the area, uh, it's obvious that uh, you will, I will be feeling much more nostalgia than somebody else. And going, so yeah. I've, 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 I've even tried going these stairs, uh, up these stairs before. I mean, uh, I couldn't do it, of course, but I've, I've tried. So, uh, yeah, so, so watching this was just, and watching it in this magnificent uh, restoration was, was just something out of this world. And then also the, the, the way he uses the filming from, from the, from, from the air. From I mean, obviously there were there were no drones yeah. back then, so it's probably a, like yeah. a small uh, single engine uh, airplane, and uh, yes. and you can see he's actually filming the car. He's not just filming random shots. He's actually filming the car uh, that they're taking. That white, uh, I think it's a Morris or something, or uh, or maybe an MG, uh, uh, driving through the streets of Cairo and then passing through. Uh, passing through across the bridge from from Zamalek uh, to the other side of of the Nile, and then uh, driving past uh, the uh, the empty plot of land where today my office tower, where I work, stands. So, uh, so it 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 was just amazing. I mean, I was sitting in my office, and then I can see this point, uh, sixty or seventy sixty years ago, how it looked like when it was just an an, an empty plot back then. So yeah, that uh, that was uh, quite obvious, quite amazing. Yeah, the film I think is full of, you know, a love of 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 Egypt. Yeah, uh, uh, so many scenes take place in front of pyramids or the Sphinx or or mosques, right? And yes. you know, yeah. often in very romantic lighting you know that looks like dusk yeah where the you know the sky is pink or orange right um so so the the love affair between the older woman and the younger man is always conveyed against this backdrop of the nation or the land that's the way i understood it yeah 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 because you know i think those backdrops are not real yeah that you know they are they are artificial backdrops i mean it's not literally filmed in front of the Sphinx, yeah? Uh, uh, so, so those backdrops are designed to convey meaning somehow, yeah? Yes, I think, um, I think there is one scene at the beginning of the film where he, he actually goes to give her the, the money that, he's, that, yes. he, that, he, that he borrowed. I think that one, yeah, is, is, is not a real scene. That's an artificial one. Uh -huh. But I think the other one towards the middle of the film where she's uh, with him in the sound and light show where uh -huh. he's operating the sound. I think this one is a real one. I think this, uh -huh. is, uh, this is real filming. Okay. Uh, I think this, this one is real. And okay. then the other scenes were with the mosque and, and, and the others, I think these are real as well. I, I think part of, I mean, you should, know better, you should know better about that, but I think part of why some of the scenes uh, look like as if there's a background and then the characters are superimposed on the background. I think it's part of the restoration process. Ah, okay. Um, maybe I don't know, but but obvious. But I'm I'm quite sure that uh, the part the the sound and light show uh, this was filmed uh, during a, an actual sound and light uh, session mm -hmm. because actually the uh, what they say the and it's very poetic and unfortunately you don't understand Arabic, so uh, you won't be able to fully comprehend or fully uh, appreciate. Uh, what is being said in the sound and light show sequence. Uh, 
but it's quite poetic. It's quite poetic, and it says something about the how the Sphinx has been there um, for thousands, thousands, and thousands of years, and he has seen every single new dawn uh, that has dawned on humanity. And tomorrow is a, a, a new dawn, and he's still there, and he's still uh, witnessing that that new dawn, which of course is a symbol of 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 the new Egypt at the time. Um, so yeah. <laughs> you see, earlier you were saying that uh, in the previous podcast we might have been making too much of the child, yeah. Um, but you know, the child and what the child represents, and this is one of the reasons why Shaheen is so great, yeah, is because everything is is concentrated and condensed and woven through the whole narrative, right? So, you know, the children are there at the very beginning of the film. Yeah, the fact that she can't have children, you're told. You know, at the end of the film, she's told she could become head of the orphanage, right? Then there's the, yeah. then there's the scene with the child, yeah, where, uh, you know, she uh, uh, affectionately uh, holds on to him. There's the nightmare mm-hmm. of beating the children in the middle of the film, yeah? So, mm-hmm. so actually, yeah. this thing about the child is is... In, in almost every part of the film, yeah? So when you see the thing it's actually, about... Yeah? Uh, so, uh, no, no, uh, so uh, uh, it's actually a recurring theme in, in, in most of Shaheen films, not just in this one. Um, you, you've, you've seen, like, I think you've probably noticed that in many of his films, you find the characters of children. Uh, yes. You can see it in, in The Sparrow, uh, um, I can't recall now, but uh, it's it's like one of these recurring themes that he always has, uh, which I don't know if 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 he if he meant to symbolize something specific, but I think in this uh, in dawn of a new day, I think the child um, is part of 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 the new day. Of course. So I mean, the child yeah. is the future. The child is the new day. That's that's why I think it's so woven through. And I think it's woven through much more than, than in his other films. Um, you know, the thing about the orphanage and the looking after children and the abuse of children, the death of a child. And, you know, like it, it has so many facets in this film. Yeah. And I think, yes. you know, it's precisely because the child is the new day. Right. You know, kind of even, you know, beyond uh, uh, Tarek and you know, his learning and, you know, uh, science and so on. The child is the one yeah. that's still to be shaped, yeah, in this new world, yeah? Yeah, exactly. And I, I, uh, I mean, speaking about Tariq, it's, it's, now it's quite uh, interesting because Tariq is actually played by um, Saif Abdurrahman. Uh-huh. And that was his, uh, his first film with Shaheen. Uh-huh. And then the guy spent, uh, like, starting from this film and then till the day Shaheen died, they've been working together. Uh, He's very recognizable from the other films, for sure. Yes, yeah. And and, uh, so the story goes, which he actually uh, told in in different interviews, he actually used to work for uh, the National Dancing Troupe and um, Shaheen was in one of their in one of their shows watching them and he had just finished Saladin Saladin was a massive success i think Saladin is probably his only film that 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 wasn't a box office flop so <laughs> uh, 
uh, he went so he went to see that and then he uh, he asked to see the guy and he told him I'll have you uh, for for my next for my next film uh, and I think it was a, a it was a good choice because yes. also before choosing him there was another guy who was cast for that role um, he, the the guy who um, in in the sparrow if you remember in the sparrow there was this guy and then there was his half brother the one who went to fight uh, the guy with the the, the white guy uh, who looks like a, a little bit like a foreigner so that was the guy who was actually supposed to do that uh, the role of Tarek but for one reason or another oh actually uh, because not for one reason not for one reason or another but Sana Gamil herself she objected to that. Ah. She thought that he looked um, too young uh-huh. and too too foreign uh-huh. uh, for somebody who's who's supposedly from from Aswan from southern Egypt. Yes. So I think it was a very good choice. Uh, Safe Safeuddin was a very good choice, and uh, I don't think he's he's a great actor actually, but uh, uh, the way the 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 you know the naivety which he plays the role and the 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 way he speaks and the way. It it really fits into the character that he's playing. It's he's, somebody who's he's used very somebody well. who's uh, yes somebody who's 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 he he comes from the provinces. He's not he's not a city guy, mm. and who's just uh, he's in the city because he has to study nuclear physics, and he's he's naive. He completely falls in love uh, with this uh, lady who who's twenty years older than he is. And it it uh, I don't think somebody could have done it better because uh, everything about him is just so so foolish and naive and uh, so dreamy and uh, uh, like he thinks he 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 the thing that that really bothers him is is uh, is uh, how he would have uh, went to Germany without her and uh, so it uh, and then you see at the end of the at the end of the film which is another scene where you guys talked about. At why he didn't want to be seen with her, uh-huh. and I thought it. I mean, it's obvious he doesn't want to be seen. He doesn't want his friends to see him with her, so, because so, the whole thing is the whole thing doesn't doesn't add up, you know. So uh, yeah, so so yeah, these guys they they've been his friends. They've been supporting him, but he just decides to to just go to Germany and without even saying goodbye because his his mind is completely with her. He's he uh-huh. just doesn't care. He. That that's what he cares about. Oh, her and only her, and, uh, and everybody else can just go. <laughs> I I understand that, but it didn't feel realistic to me. Yeah, I you know I I didn't think that, uh, you know a a decent person would do that. And and he strikes me as be, you know being presented as a very decent guy. Yeah, uh, and particularly in a film which is meant to take into account class backgrounds and and which is kind of is positing this middle class, lower middle class kind of as an ideal, yeah? Kind of, you know, someone who wants to learn and work and so on, to then be so careless with the people who've made his life pleasant and possible and, you know, kind of gave him love, really. Yeah. yeah? Actually, actually, if if he had done it any other way, that would have been uh, uh, unrealistic. Ah. I think if, if this... If this is a real life situation in Egypt, that's exactly what would have happened. Uh-huh. He he wouldn't have wanted to 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 let his his friends know that he's running running off with a lady that's uh, twice his age. Right, right. I mean that's that 
that's for sure. <laughs> so, yeah, no problem. So, uh, um, so would you also like us to to maybe have a general discussion on Shaheen, uh, not just on uh, Dawn of a New Day, because uh, yes, I I've been following your podcasts and uh, uh, been jotting down some notes. Uh huh. So go on, uh, tell us what, what have we. So been you guys have some. Uh, uh, you've been missing some things, and uh, and then also you've been asking some questions, which which I think I can help in, in okay. answering. Um, so after, uh, um, yeah. So after 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 dawn of a new day, actually, uh, Shaheen just decides to to leave because he thinks that um, he just can't work in this environment. Uh, uh, he's he's not being allowed to think and to do what, what he wants. And you can see this, actually, he filmed it in, 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 in an Egyptian story. And so he just decides to, he, he was never exiled from the country, but he just decides to, to go. And he lives like a few years in, in Lebanon and in, uh, in Spain, where he makes the one film in Lebanon and then another in Spain, which you have not seen, I think. Mm-hmm. That is uh, Golden Sands. Yeah, we've not seen that. Uh, uh, yeah, it's uh, unfortunately the only copy available is is, is a very bad one. That's it, it. It the film was done in color, but it is so the copy available is so bad that you'd think it's actually sepia, not yeah. uh, not in color. So, um, and then he came back uh, after nineteen sixty seven, after the Six Days War. Um. So even even before yeah so just uh, I skipped a little bit so even before that, um, when he started working on um, on the uh, Anjour le Nil, the the film about uh, the the Aswan Dam, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and when he uh, he actually uh, he actually he was asked by the government to film the explosion in nineteen sixty four, and then he started working on the film but some things happened and he just didn't do it. And then he went on to do Dawn of a New Day and then travel and then come back. And then when he came back in 1968, he was asked again to make the film. So he went back to the footage and then he made the film. The one which you have seen, the director's cut, uh-huh. which was which was never shown. Yes. It was never shown in, in, in cinemas because I think you guys were under the impression that it was shown for a short time, but actually it was never shown. Uh-huh. And then he went and, and made the other one in 1972. Uh-huh. Which was a complete, which was a complete failure, of course, because by nineteen seventy two, like the dam was old news, and uh, people were fed up of all of all this. So uh, it actually, uh, it was an utter failure. Uh, the one, the one, the one in nineteen seventy two, um, and then he did. Uh, so uh, let me also go to to Alexandria Y because uh, Alexandria Y is 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 probably his most famous film in Egypt. Yes, um, and and it's actually his. His favorite film. Uh, whenever he was asked, Alexandria Why was his favorite film because it. I mean, for obvious reasons, of course. It's it's a it's a very personal film. It's about his childhood, and it's um it's the one he took his first major international prize for, uh, in uh, nineteen seventy nine the the in the Berlin Film Festival. And um and and for me again growing up, uh, I've I had always seen parts of Alexandria Y, but I have never seen it like like from from start to end. Uh, and I've only done that uh, like after I discovered Dawn of a New Day and then I discovered that I really have to watch like the entire Shaheen Shaheen movies. Um and in Alexandria Y I think uh, like one one of the uh, funny things which you you guys missed 
uh, but I mean, but it, it, you obviously missed because uh, you're not Egyptian. Is the the uh, the character the two characters of the military officers? Um, these are very interesting uh, because these are actually Nasser and Sadat. Uh-huh. Uh, President Nasser and then later on President Sadat and these guys the, the, they are the, the he he I mean he the, you can even see the the, the resemblance in, in the facial features uh, between the two actors doing the roles and the actual uh, presidents Nasser and Sadat and uh, it's uh, he's, he's poking fun of course at them because in the entire film you've seen them trying to plot something and always failing uh-huh. so they're their their car uh, uh, so so first of all the first scene they're in the they're in the cinema with him watching the film and uh, again this is quite funny because uh, when the 1952 uh, coup d'etat or revolution happened Sadat was watching a film in a cinema so the story goes the the the, the story goes is that he he wanted to uh, have an alibi uh, so that if everything if if everything fails he uh, he can always claim that he had nothing to do with it. Mm. Um, so what he did is that that night he went to to see a movie at the cinema, and he, uh, on purpose, uh, made a fight inside the cinema, kind of similar to the fight which happens in the film. Uh-huh. And he did that because he wanted he wanted to have this fight and then go make a police report on it, so that he has proven record that when these guys were trying to overthrow the king. He was not with them. He was actually in the cinema and he actually had a fight and he, have, he has something to prove it. So, so that, that first part of the movie is actually uh, uh, a mockery of, of this whole story, uh-huh. uh, which was told by Sadat. I mean, uh, we can't know for sure if it was true or not, but, but it was told by Sadat. So it just wow. uh, went into, went into the, the, the history. Of course, he never said that he wanted to do that uh, in case the coup failed. So, so that part he didn't say. So and then and then you can see throughout the film how they are actually plotting things and and it's not uh, always not working. So uh, well, just once uh, after they come out of the of the of the cinema, and uh, the car breaks down, and they have to push it, uh, and then uh, there's this uh, whole plot about uh, kidnapping soldiers and. Uh, uh, trying to uh, to assassinate Winston Churchill while visiting Egypt and then also failing and then um, going to and trying to work with the Germans who at the time in 1942 were in Alamein, mm. uh, which is also a true story because Sadat uh, at the time had connections uh, with uh, a German spying in Cairo. Uh, so this is again a true story, and uh, it was actually, it was actually made into a Ken Follett uh, novel, uh, Eye of the Needle. Oh wow! Okay. Uh, uh, I think it was Eye of the Needle, or maybe it was, but it was a Ken Follett uh, okay. film about this uh, German spying in Cairo in nineteen nineteen forty two, which Sadat was part of, uh, and he was actually he was caught and he was stripped of his military rank. Uh, of course, all, all that before nineteen fifty two. So, uh, so that that was quite fun. Funny that he was actually poking fun at the two figures uh, throughout the entire film. It 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 is just something that that was really fun, and then in, in that that film was his first encounter with Mohsen Mohiti, uh-huh. whom of course you you know by now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and uh, uh, Bay, at that time he was already uh, a rising star he had uh, made um, a couple of films and he was um, working uh, in the theater he was doing a play mm. um, uh, and then in the same in the same manner with safe he was watching the play at one night and then uh, he asked to see him so Mohsen goes to his to Shaheen's office the next day and um, and Shaheen gives him the plot. He asks him, which character do you think I want you to play? Uh, the guy uh, thinks that he's actually playing uh, Mohsen, the, the, the funny guy, the rich guy. Mm-hmm. But Shaheen tells him, no, you're, you're playing Yahya, which is me. So you have to be me. And uh, and then it goes on. And, uh, and, and Mohsen actually says that in Alexandria, why he was working at ease with Shaheen. Shaheen was not trying to control him or to um, to impose his own self on the way he acted. Uh, so he actually enjoyed working in Alexandria Y. And then they went on to do an Egyptian story, uh-huh. the, the, the second film, uh, which is also uh, an autobiographical autobiographic, film, uh, which was also okay. His, his role wasn't that big, but, uh, but it was fine. And then following that, that's when the, the problems started happening. Uh, in Adieu Bonaparte, uh, 1984 Shaheen was trying to to control him too much uh-huh. uh, he was trying to make him act in a certain way and uh, and uh, uh, apparently Mohsen was like on the brink of fedding up uh-huh. and then in 1986 the sixth day and that's that's when when things really went uh, went loose uh, between them uh, because the story goes as told by Mohsen is that uh, Shaheen's initial thinking was to to make the character of Oka, which was played by Mohsen Mohideen in the sixth day, to make him to make it sort of a prequel to Cairo Station. So oh, wow. that this guy would be Enawi, Kanawi, uh-huh, uh-huh. who was played who was played by him, but before before finding himself living at at, at Cairo Station. And imagine and of course Mohsen completely refused that. Uh, but imagine how how, but imagine how amazing that would have been. Huh? Yes, exactly. If, if, if that that would have been a prequel because because Kanawi is quite a mysterious character. If uh, if you've noticed, we 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 almost know nothing about his background, and uh, the only maybe glimpse that we know about his background is when he's sitting outside at the fountain with with Hanuma and uh, he's uh, telling her that uh, they will have children when they get married, and then. Uh, and then he says, "Yeah, and 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 we'll treat them well. We won't we won't be too harsh on them." Yeah. So it gives you a, a a bit of a hint that the guy probably had a very difficult childhood, but that's all we know about his background. So imagine how amazing it would have been if if that character in the sixth day was actually Kenawi. Just it, it would have been in, amazing in, because because it takes place in nineteen forty seven while Cairo Station takes place in nineteen fifty eight. So that would have been like the life of Kenawi before being Kenawi of Cairo Station. Hmm. But Mohsen completely refused that. And he, he, he told him, no, uh, I'm not you. I'm not going to play Kenawi. I'm not going to play the cripple. Uh, and that's it. So they had to settle on the other. The, of course, it's, it's taken, uh, the, the, the entire story is taken from a novel by uh, Andrej Jdid. Uh, but of course, uh, Shaheen's intention was to play a little bit with it. And uh, to to make it a sort of a prequel to to, to Cairo Station, uh, but but that's 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 when it 
it was the end between them. I mean, after following this film, it was it was completely uh, lost between them, and um, and and I think the actual reason why they they he decided to just not keep on going working with Shaheen, I think we will never know it for sure. So what Mohsen says is that he was fed up with the way Shaheen was trying to control him and trying to make him an, a mirror image of himself. But Shaheen himself actually in Alexandria again and forever, he hinted to other things. Like, and I know this film you didn't like so much, but I think you need to really see it okay. a few more times because, because that, that, that is actually probably one of my favorite uh, Shaheen films, even though it's, I know it's uh, quite inaccessible. So in that film, he starts uh, with the scene between him and Amr, who is playing the role of Mohsen. Uh-huh. And you see him saying that uh, people are talking. He, he's telling Shaheen, people have started to talk. I want to get married, have children and lead a normal life. Which is, I mean, it's 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 quite uh, it's quite a hint as maybe to why things have gone bad between them. Yes. Uh, so, <laughs> and then saying, and then there was also, yeah. I think the I, I think this is uh, almost the perfect place to interrupt our conversation, <laughs> uh, which I hope we can continue. Actually, if, you know, if, if you can, it would be wonderful to continue it next week. Yeah, yeah, we can. Yeah, sure. Okay. Thank you very much for joining me. Okay. Thank you very much for that. Thank you. It's been a pleasure, and uh, looking forward to our uh, next uh, meeting. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. Bye. I know that I should have some fun.